0: Do you wonder if others are dealing with the same project management challenges as you? Not sure where to turn for guidance and leadership? Office Hours are in session as we discuss project management and PMOs with global leaders, hearing their story and learning their secrets to success. Our goal is to empower you and help you elevate your PMO and project management career to new heights. Welcome back to Project Management Office Hours with your host, PMO Joe. Welcome, everyone, to Project Management Office Hours. We're the number one live project management radio show in the U.S., broadcasting to you from the Phoenix Business Radio X Studios in Tempe, Arizona. I'm your host, PMO Joe, and for the next hour or so, we'll be talking project management. I want to uh, just wish everybody a happy early Mother's Day, or early happy Mother's Day. We've got that coming up this weekend. Uh, So to all the great moms out there, happy Mother's Day. And of course, uh, with the COVID pandemic going on, I haven't seen my own mom for almost two years now. So she's going to be out here in the Phoenix area for my son's high school graduation. So it'll be great to see mom a week or two after her birthday and Mother's Day. And of course, my wife, Alyssa, who does an amazing job with our family, thank you for all that you do. You've helped raise four great kids mostly you, not so much me, and uh, you've done an awesome job. Also want to uh, mention I'll be speaking at the PMI Central Mississippi chapter on May 18th, and I'll be sharing my session comparing project management to making pizzas, uh, which is always a fun conversation to have, especially during a lunchtime chat. So I encourage everybody To take a moment, go out to the chapter website, which is PMICMS.org, and you can register for that event out there. I want to thank our sponsors, the PMO Squad and the PMO Leader. A reminder to everyone to go out and uh, visit Project Management Office Hours, our show website as well, so you can see all of our upcoming episodes and also catch all the prior ones if you hadn't had a chance to catch them. And I am super excited today to have our guest, David Barrett, joining us from Canada, uh, north of Toronto area, right on the uh, southern, or I guess one of the Lake Huron areas, if I'm correct. David, welcome.
1: That's pretty pretty close to it, Joe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very
1: much. Very pleased to be here.
0: If you could just uh, take a moment and say hello to the listeners, introduce yourself, and let everybody know a little bit more about you.
1: I sure will. Thank you. Um, Well, hey, everyone. I'm David Barrett. I am, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to sort of capture it all in in under the 30 seconds allotted, but I'm a project management guy. have been so for 34, 35 years, staring at my PMI membership card, which doesn't make me a, uh, the only way I'm a, a project manager, but I joined in 1995, a uh, member of two chapters in the Toronto area. In my career, not as a project manager, but more of a, like a PMO Joe, a guy that brings people together, that helps people learn, that pulls in great resources and says, okay, let's use other people to, to stimulate conversation. I've built project management conferences around the world, project world. Project Summit in the United States. I built projecttimes.com out of my basement. I built a master's certificate in project management through nine universities in Canada. Oh man, there's eight books and about three or four of them are collaborations with 25 to 30 other project managers and lately short series like TED Talk series like uh, on for project managers called Project Talks and then the latest we'll tell you a little bit about later called Project Byte. So that's kind of the kind of the dude I am, I'm a, I've been a professional speaker for eight years in the project management and leadership circuit, have had a ball, but you know what, Joe? I think I think my time is done on the traveling side, so uh, I'm um, I'm ready to settle on just work on my new projects and stop uh, stop the the travel. So a little bit of that virtual presentation stuff for chapters, but otherwise, that speaking side is a little probably coming to an end. And that's, I think that's me, father of four and grandfather of five or six, I haven't counted lately, and a Canadian. That's it.
0: Well, that's a lot, right? I mean, you have covered a lot of ground in your time. And as a member of our industry, thank you for all the contributions uh, to help try to work to improve everything that we're doing. So thank you Uh, so much.
1: It's been a ball. I've been, um, I've been lucky, Joe. I, I, you know, I go back to 1995 when the member the PMI was 30,000. I like to tell people, you know, back then if you could spell project management, you could get a job. Yeah. If you could spell project management and had the letters PMP beside your name, which was like one of probably eight or nine thousand at the time, only worldwide, you could probably own half the company. And it was uh they were good times. <laughs> I got in when there were lots of holes, lots of gaps in the industry. No conferences, no events, no newsletters and magazines and portals, but uh of course there was no internet either, but besides besides the point. But uh well,
0: it's you've been a made, nice ride. You made a lot of contributions that um have helped us get to where we are today, right? I mean, obviously this isn't just an industry bit built on the work from PMI. Uh there's contributors such as yourself and, and many others who've helped get us to where we are today. And we're still growing, right? I mean there's still so much more out there for all of us to experience.
1: There really is. And, and I only mentioned PMI just to give it a, an anchor about growth and you know timing, but oh man, sure. people say to me one often, how big is the project management community? How big is it out there? Well, help me define that. I can tell you how big your local PMI chapter is. I can tell you how big the global. Those are two numbers we really, really know. Yeah. But I will tell you that my guess is that if you look at the size of either of those Multiply by 10 to estimate the size of the global, of the PMI community in that defined region. So if it's your local chapter, 10 times that is probably the size in your local area of people that are professional project managers. That's it. Just professional project managers. They call themselves project managers. Mm -hmm. And then I suggest, and here's growth, that multiply that number by 10. And then you talk about everyone that has anything to do with projects out there, but don't necessarily call themselves project managers. And it's a, uh, it's a big area, um, uh, an opportunity, but an area and, and a need for people, especially the non-project managers that other, that, that second times 10 number. What, uh, you know, how do you manage projects? But I don't want the course. <laughs> I don't, I don't want an association. I don't want membership. I just want you over the fence to tell me how to, how to run my daughter's wedding or my, uh, you know, the, the fundraiser at the local area is also yeah, it's well, a big community. It's a big community worldwide.
0: Yeah, the the accidental project managers, I'm I'm sure there's equal if not a larger percentage of them in the world today. And you know, we had a guest on, I guess it was David Noor, who was on a couple episodes back and he had talked about when people ask him what is project management. He said, "Well, just look around. Everything that's been built, everything that you see, a project manager led the project to be able to construct it. It may not have been a formal project manager, right? As you mentioned. It may be a non-certified PM, but somebody's running a factory, somebody's running a, an assembly line, somebody's running, well, maybe an assembly line's bad because that's not unique. But every highway project, every building project, they're all unique, right? I mean, every one of those, there's a project manager involved.
1: And I'll and I'll start to I'll start to challenge the uh, the the purest out there because that that cake that was built last night in someone's house that was a project right
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh no come on you know no that's not project management it is a project it's got the beginning it's got an end it had a budget it had a scope and it's a project so it is it's broad people have had a hard time recognizing that and you know in the old days it was this is us and this is our membership and this is our certification and love them dearly but it's a lot broader than that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I mentioned, right. I'm, I'm talking in a couple of weeks about, uh, making pizzas, right. Comparing <laughs> that. I mean, there's it, a recipe, right? You, every pizza is different. There's a budget. You know, how many is a dinner for two or is it dinner for 20? I mean, I've got a pizza oven in my, my yard, so I had to get a budget for that. i get the right tools. So not to give away the whole talk, but it's comparing, it's comparing, uh, this, as you mentioned, right. It, they're all projects. There's a, but there's and a then, recipe you can follow.
1: And then change hits and then something burns, you know, yeah. and that's what we have to do with this. It's perfect. It's perfect. And there's quality control and there's managing the other people in the kitchen and uh, near, the, near the burners and it's the team and it's people management and leadership. And it's fun. It's Absolutely.
0: Fun. So you've been around uh, a while with tremendous contributions. Um, obviously there's been an evolution in the industry over time. What, what are some of the biggest challenges that you're seeing out there for project managers today?
1: Well, for me, that's an easy answer. It's just, they're just, it's a huge, huge community and it's competitive. And as I say back then, you know, 1995, 98, 99, even through Y2K, if you could spell it, you were gold. If you were a member, wow, you must know about project management. Can you help us? People didn't know about project management. People were running into trouble. People were having a difficult time admitting that IT and telecommunication projects were projects. They were good times, and you really had an easy run. We had an easy run, and people that are listening can't see me, but my hair is gray. We had had a good run, me and my friends, my cohort. The problem and the challenge today is that the PMI is now, instead of 30,000 large, it's 800,000 instead of maybe nine or 10,000 PMPs, there's 1 million certified PMPs in the world. Now, multiply that by 10 for the professional. So go beyond PMI. That means there's probably about 8 million professional project managers out there that don't bother with the PMI, but they're out there looking for those jobs as well. And in your community with a chapter of 2,000, there are probably 20,000 professionals out there competing for the next job and the next gig internal in your own organization, or as a gig project manager for those external projects. And I think that's the biggest challenge, Joe. Mm. I think that we are training so many people. When I started my master's certificate program here in Canada for one university, we expanded so fast. We've graduated 13,000 people from a program that retails at about $9,000. And the demand back then was huge. Well, now we've got every college in the area, every private sector and small folks and everyone's training, project management and PMP and all this cool stuff. There is so There are so many people coming out of that training machine and saying, great, where's my job? But there are also people coming out of five, eight, and 10 years worth of experience and saying, okay, where's my next gig? Mm-hmm. And it's not there. And it's not there because, while well, there are many reasons, But mostly it's just, there's a lot of competition and it's not a cakewalk anymore. And so we have to be different, think differently, act differently, do differently, think, do different things. The the market has changed, it's competitive, and it's no longer a slam dunk to move from one organization to the other. We're here in Canada, we have one, in Toronto, we have the financial sector of Canada basically Captured in about eight blocks of the city of the downtown core, all of our six major banks with their towers and their thousands and thousands of employees just here, let alone the branch system. And these IT project managers, one bank, the Royal Bank of Canada, their IT division alone is something like 800 project managers in one sector, one piece of the business. So they do what what they call the tour. And these gig project managers go from one bank to another, and then from one insurance company to another, from one telco to another. They, they do the tour, two to three-year projects or contracts at a time. It's, it used to be automatic that mm-hmm. someone would want you. And now we're hearing, mm, I just had the last year off. And I had 15 years of experience as a project manager. I had eight years of subject matter expertise. I have my designation from the PMI and or others. I'm really good at what I do and I've got a great reputation and no one picked me up. Mm. (laughs) That's what's changed. It's crazy.
0: And and what I wonder, I think back to uh, 2008, 2009, right when the last great recession had hit. And post that, uh, there was this giant influx of newly certified project managers the the uncertified that you had talked about right that 10x went out and got certified and flooded the market with certifications because they were laid off they had time to be able to go get certified and think that that was their way to get entry into the market yeah and and i'm concerned again with this time in the pandemic with a, a lot of layoffs that we're going to see another surge of that here in 2022 and and beyond of People thinking, if I get certified, that qualifies me, not realizing there's this tremendous talent pool that's already been out there running projects for their 15, 20-year so career. And and what are you going to do with that? We don't need more PMPs, I don't, I don't think.
1: Well, you know, sorry to PMI members and for those that got your PMP, you know what? I'll, I'll talk about certification, how important it is, and congratulations, and you should have done it. But that designation just is the baseline these days. Yeah. So as I'm looking, as I'm looking for my next project manager internally, externally, I've got to create a baseline. In the old days, it was just, you know, you mentioned project management in your resume. Today, it's like you've got eight years of experience. You've got half of that subject matter expertise. You've got your PMP and you've uh, got some really good training program under your belt beyond just a PMP prep course. Like you've gone and sought out good training. Wasn't that good enough? No, no, no. That's just baseline. That just takes you from the pile of 40 applicants to the pile of 10. And I'm only interviewing three. Right. Yikes, you know, and you're right. We've, we're going to see another surge. And we're going to see a surge of people that had the time to take one year long courses from a college or, a, or a private institution and take the time to do it. And they're going to come out and say, great, where's my job? And they're going to be sorely disappointed. And they're going to be looking at people who said, you told me that this was the hottest ticket in town. You told me that project managers are in demand. You told me that if I did this, I'd be guaranteed a job. And I haven't helped the folks that said it because they're wrong.
0: Well, and the challenge and additional challenge, right? Because there's not just one of them, right? That we face is we we did see an uptick in pulse of the profession this past year, but success rates, let's just say trending about 55, 57% success with all of these project managers we're not getting better, right? We're we're not, it's a coin flip on how well we're going to do on these projects and organizations are starting to lose confidence. And why do I need a project manager to go run that? If it's a coin flip with one, why do I have to pay that extra salary for someone's certification experience when I can put somebody in maybe who isn't a real project manager and real in the sense of professional or certified but they've been able to get shit done their whole career, right? So let me get one of them to run stuff and we'll have better success. So are we diluting the talent pool, focusing on certifications and not on the results of successful projects? That's one of my concerns for for this influx of this huge community we have. Yeah, I
1: hear you. I hear you, Joe. It is it is getting diluted and sometimes and some organizations are getting discouraged because they bought into that certification or whatever that label was, or they, you know, they did the due diligence and they got someone that couldn't handle it. It is a very competitive field out there. We are looking for people that have uh, great leadership skills because it isn't just the technical project manager. It is that it is the leader we want. It's people that can get us through the change you know yeah but i didn't know covid would hit i don't care that's just that's just one of the things that you sh- we expected you to deal with and i you know it, it, it was, it's just we're looking for more we're looking for more and um we've got to be better at what we do we've got some fabulous project managers out there and and uh, thousands and thousands and they're, they're they're great we need more really great project managers but we need them to be different i need a new project manager today I'm done with, I expect the on scope, on budget, on time. I expect the certification. I expect to see really good education and effort to progress yourself. That's all baseline. I'm looking for more. And that's and that's the challenge out there. And, and we hope that those organizations find that because we've got some great people. You didn't have to stop using project managers. That was stupid. Come on. Yeah. Come on back. But let's just help you find the really good ones. And we will, Joe and David and Barb and Susan and Tom. We will tell everyone. Oh, Karen, sorry. We will tell everyone. We will. We will preach the. Listen, we we're we're going to change this up a bit. We're going to change it, and we're going to we're going to help this industry understand that the tick box project manager is no longer, and you're expecting more. Give us give us a year or two, and we will start producing really good project managers for you.
0: Yeah, and and that you've done a lot of the community work you're doing is giving those additional skills that we need, right? It's, we, I've had several clients who have said, Hey Joe, we want you to come back and work on some more projects with us. It wasn't because anything we did with the project management side was necessarily that great, but we knew how their business worked, right? We knew how, what it meant for them to get a repeat business from customers. We knew what it meant to be able to understand that client satisfaction could lead to project success, even if we were over budget, right? I mean, it, there was more than just, to your point, the triple constraint that we do as a, as a business, and that makes us stand out, right?
1: That gives us an advantage. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. People say, so what can I do? I got a whole list of things you can do, yeah. and, and I'm on that bandwagon. But uh, top of the list is learn the business, is get the blinkers off. It's, it's understand what business success means to us as an organization and satisfaction means to our customers community whoever we're delivering to whether it be the our constituents our our employees our internal external clients the residents of our of our state province or country it, it is so much more important than just building it on time, on scope i remember running our conferences i remember a panel discussion and someone said you know what, what, what's the role of a project manager? I and mean, we're in the 90s and we're struggling with you know, the new stuff and the newbies. And someone said to this very very uh, uh, senior panel, well, what, what do you think a project manager's role is? And someone says, build it on time, on scope, on budget. That's what we do. Duh, that's what the, <laughs> the PMBOK version 2.0 says. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Someone said, brilliant. What happens if it doesn't work? And the answer was classic. That's not our problem. Oh jeez. Oh, and that was the day. Yeah, because it wasn't our problem. There are people in the organization who will look after that. That was the strategy. That was business satisfaction. that was business that was a business decision. and that's not what we are in. And so to your point, learning the business, understanding client satisfaction, understanding the value that our projects deliver to our constituents, it's number one on my list. Uh, get those blinkers off, and start to connect the work that we do as a project team to the goals and objectives of our organization and our class customers. And then we start seeing success. And then we add value. A value number one of three or four or five I can list off, but number one, it's, then, it's that extra value. It's the answer to the, I see the baseline stuff, but what else have you got? And, you know, your extracurricular activities are important, but really, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. And it's that reputation for being someone who, who really knows the business and can drive not just our work, but our team. Because I say, you know, the more we inspire, the more we know and connect our work to the to strategy, to the long-term goals of this organization, short-term, medium-term goals to our customers, the more we can do that, the, the better we can inspire our people to be better at what they do, to drive job satisfaction because we go back to it's incredibly competitive, not just at the project management side, but the project people side. The doers, the builders, the developers, the coders and all the others, we need to keep them too. So it's competitive down there, over there. And and so as leaders, as project people, we need to inspire them and, and have them wake up every morning. I love saying this. Every morning and saying, damn, I love working here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I, I because it's organized, it's a great culture around our projects. I blogged last week in my own blog. I blog every week, and this one was about building a project execution culture. It's so critical, and that's how we keep our people because they love it. Because we are a culture, we are happy, we are looked after, we are. They care about my professional growth, and uh, yeah, you get me going now. Slow me down. <laughs> slow me down.
0: <laughs> but how? So how do we do that, right? Because I'm with you. I mean, you know, we're walking down the street holding hands on this theory. Uh, but the challenge I've always run into is the certification, right? The standard that we we go for is the technical side. So that's the baseline you mentioned, right? So how do we get our PMs beyond the baseline to be able to understand the business, to be able to make the connection to customer satisfaction? What what do we need to do as leaders in the industry? or our communities or our companies and PMOs to be able to get the PMs to elevate and take it to that next level?
1: How do we get them? So Joe, there? I've got a list of a few of those, but I can tell you the number one answer to that is the CEO of this organization needs to stand up on a pedestal one day and tell that to us and announce that, that, that project management is a core competency in this organization. And that we are going to build a culture, an environment that that allows our project management team to flourish across the organization. We need to give permission to people to put their chests out and say, God, I'm important. And this organization is important to me and we are going to work as something more than just a project management team in the back corner. So when he or she has to stand out, stands up and says, when we talk about core competencies, one of them is absolutely project management, then everyone's going to turn around and go, whoa, where did that come from? And all of a sudden, we get the buy-in from the top. And I think that's one of the first pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Uh, That support at the senior executive level, at the C-suite level that says, we count. And once we get that, then we have permission to do a whole bunch of things, like bring our project management team out to the forefront, give them the keys to the marketing department to we're walk in there with authority, which we've never had in the past to the engineering department, which we've never had in the past. We always sheepishly walked in and said, by the way, we're trying to deliver the big project and you've got a piece of it. And we need, you know, we need you to deliver a little bit early here. And we'd like to talk, get out of here. We're too busy. This is, this is tradition. We're just project managers or yeah. Get your boss to call me because I don't listen to you. We need the authority and we're not going to get the authority until senior execs tell us or tell everyone around us, she has authority. This team is important. And by the way, if you don't know what they do, there's a webinar next week or there's a, there's a lunch and learn the, in the lunchroom next week about project management and what they do. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, my organization, this is a pretty good career. We're looking for new project managers because if you know our business, we'd like to talk to you about maybe introducing you to what these guys and gals do. Because this is good, because we want our project managers to come from within, because they know us, and so, just, you know, God, yeah, I get crazy. <laughs> to answer your question, is yes, it starts with the, it starts at the top, and then there's so much more we can do with that support.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and that's, I think that's one of the challenges. I'm I'm with you, right? And we've seen again Pulse of Profession data that shows the project success rates or, you know, 4X with engaged executive sponsors beyond uh, those without. So we know the data supports that. What, what I we find, right, as we go in, the PMO squad goes out and helps firms with consulting is getting the executive to make that, that decision, right? It's mm-hmm. organizational change at the highest level. It becomes the challenge, right? It's, that the PMO director or CIO is saying, yes, yes, yes. Now, can you help me get my CA, CEO on board with that? Yeah. Uh, is yeah. the big challenge.
1: Well, you know what? We hope times will change. It's um, this last year, year and a half has been has been a tough one for many industries and many organizations. It's very competitive out there. And I think when smart leaders think about that competitiveness, about corporate organizational success, about winning new business, about growth, if they, you know, they should realize, and we hope they will, and maybe through what we can do as a as a community, is they'll they'll see that the faster and the better you deliver, the more connected you are to the business and strategy, through that project piece, the more important we are. And as and and so it's an educational piece, I think. Um, Joe, as long as we stay in the back and we keep delivering on time on scope and budget, as long as we keep throwing the tick list at them and said, we're done, you know, we're not going to win any support from the CEO. They're still going to look at us like they looked at us 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. But when we start having a different conversation, when we start giving truth to power and saying, excuse me, I hate to bother you, but I, I want to let you know that we're about to wash 16 to $20 million down the tube if we don't stop what we're doing. And having that CEO or that executive saying, hmm, have a seat. What do you mean? And that we need the authority to do that. but We need to be smart about it. We don't, you know, none of this, oh, I just feel it in my gut. But as we've worked through this project, I want to show you the numbers. And I want to show you what the rest of the industry is doing. And I want to let you know, because we're quite tied to that telecommunications piece or that satellite that's been launched just last week. And that whole world of, of, uh, of cellular uh, connectivity, that there is something happening out there that we need to see. And because we're in the project side, and so you can hear the conversation, right? The details yeah. aren't important, but that conversation is new. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk that. And we need to help our project managers get off the blankers off, learn the business, as you and I said, the client satisfaction strategy, and, and then it's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. And when he or she, when that team hears the conversation, gets the knock on the door, sees the email coming from the project team that's related to the business and industry, movement, trends, then hopefully over time, not tomorrow, but over time, the conversation might change.
0: Well, and I think one thing that I, I believe is impressive that, can back up what you're saying is the work you've done to build different forums for that sort of message to get out, right? It's not just, you know, the PMBOK and others, important, necessary, helps put, center our industry on board with that. But we, the reason why I have this show, right, is to give people like you a voice to be able to speak to the industry beyond just what we learned in the PMBOK. And, and you've done that during your career as well with Project World, Project Summit, Project Times, Project Talks, right? How do you keep coming up with these ideas to be able to bring a broader vision and communicate out to the industry through these different events or industries or hmm. or activities you've created? How do you, where'd you come up with all that?
1: Why'd you come up with that? Well, it's <laughs> a good question because I'm crazy. My <laughs> wife won't let me dream up anything more. I want to open a bridge school for beginners and she won't let me. I want you You do the training. Just, it's a brilliant idea. Baby is learning how to play bridge. It's a of mine. Nope, not allowed to do that. No more, no more tricks anymore, except for the two new ones I got to tell you about later. Um, I think what happens is I, I have a, a thing about, about growing others, about promoting the role of the project manager, about helping others succeed. Um, and I think, so where's their gap? So I've been in this training business. I run an 18-day master's certificate program over, over four or five months. I come and go every second week on a Friday, Saturday, full-day classes. Well, okay. I ran conferences three to five days. I ran a two-hour event called Project Talks. I've seen it. I've done the podcasts. I've done the keynote speech for one hour. I have delivered content, education, inspiration in so, through others mostly in so many different formats. And then you say, so is it working? And the answer is, yeah, you're doing really well. And because it's, it wasn't just one, it was all eight of those. And are we doing it the right way? So you start to look at other ways we can communicate, teach, learn, and inspire. And maybe then, so then I looked at TED Talks. And honestly, one day I just woke up and said, well, if TED can do it in 20 minutes, why can't we? And what is the difference with that message? And then you realize, okay, it's not a, it's not a training program, but it's a, it's a snap. And it's a snap of inspiration or one, two, or three maximum nuggets of knowledge that people can then take and move on to the, to the deliverer of that knowledge and say, hey, I love it. Can you come in and talk to us? Or wow, where's the his or her podcast? Or where's the book? And so I've always said of been driven by, by what we're trying to do out there for our customers and for our people. And what are we missing? How can we do it better? There was no conference. And I knew the best way to learn in 1997, 98 was to pull everyone into one room with a couple of speakers and then maybe even, maybe even walk around to different types of speakers during the sessions and have a choice of two or three. And that's kind of what we did. And it worked. And people said, thank you. And that was kind of cool. And then yeah, anyway, I, there was always a reason for each one of those, uh, you know, taking the conference to a, a city. Well, why that city? Because that city is not getting serviced by the big guns. So it's medium sized to large. It's not large to really large. It's not a Toronto. It's not a New York. It's not a Philadelphia. It's much. It's it's medium size, and they're not getting serviced by the training organizations or conferences or seminar worlds or whatever. Okay, and so that's kind of where I my mind goes. What's missing here? Where's the white space? I love to I heard that years ago. Where's the white space? And there's nothing written there, but there is a gap on my board. As I'm looking straight at it right now, there is a gap. And why is that there? And there's something that I can do to fill it. And my friends and family and loved ones say, you know, it's not your job to fill all these gaps. And I go, I know. But as long as it's fun and I meet new people and, I, and I'm inspired in myself and I'm having a giggle and I don't have to say I've retired. As long as I don't have to say I'm retiring, then I'm going to keep filling the white space.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> You know the the PMO leader community uh, that we've that I've built out there is that it was the same mindset, right? It's as we see a lot of work focused on the individual, but what about the organization, right? What about the department, the function, and the the people that are running them? And I said, you know what? There's not a site out there in the world that's really focused on them, that also allows for transactions, for allows sharing content, for interaction. And then we created PML leader. So I, I certainly understand that mindset of there's white space there. How can I fill it with something I think adds value Good for you? Good yeah. for
1: you. And that is that is a community that you can that you've built that is listening in today and yeah. listening otherwise. And and uh, there's a common connection to all of them. And it's at that, a very different level now. Mm-hmm. And so there and there are many different levels within this project community that you and I play with in this in in the, in the sandbox. And you've picked a good one. You've picked a great one. It's a very unique space space. And I know that people, you know, we appreciate the opportunity to be brought in to be able to talk to our peers, share experiences, share stories with our peers, and come out saying that was that was a benefit to me and my organization. So good for you. It's oh, awesome.
0: Well, and, and you have your most current one active right now, Project Bytes. Right? Tell <laughs> us, tell yep. us about uh, Project
1: Bytes. Well, it, it comes from Project Talks, two-hour events. I was running across North America, with primarily in partnership with PMI Chapters. Uh, a two-hour event, 8.30 or 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. in your home and uh, in, in the office at the time, back by 11 o'clock. People loved it. It was two hours long, and it was TED Talks for project managers, in effect, Project Talks. It was there was there we, we would have four speakers, 20 minutes each, with about five or 10 minutes in between. And people came away going, that was really, really good. I love that 20-minute piece. And COVID hit, and and, um, we went virtual. And we did really well at the beginning. But then it started to trail off. And I think people were getting virtual evented out. Is that right?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Tired of virtual events. Burned out, yep. Burned out that virtual piece. So what do we do? And the idea of finding a central repository, building a portal, building a site where we could collect 20-minute videos. And so that, that came to me, and then and then it kind of came, so to what end? Why, why would anyone be interested? Uh, people that are now looking at as organizations as a corporate license, chapters, we're licensing directly to chapters now, uh, and they're actually buying licenses for their whole membership and say, this is cool, at a really, really <laughs> decent price, but this is cool, we'll give it all to them and, and for a whole year access, and they're doing it because... Because they also recognize the smart folk recognize that we are looking for options to learn, edu- sorry, to educate and inspire our people. And there is, as I said earlier, there's some really, really good stuff out there that I helped and I'm still doing 18 days, one hour, three days, podcasts, books. This is a unique slice. Not everyone's cup of tea, hey, chapter 10, 15, 20%, hey, corporation. 10, 15, maybe 20% of your employee, of your project management team might be interested in learning via a 20-minute video or audio file, but it there is a market out there. It is, Ted has proved it. So I got to thinking about building this thing, and we started designing in early fall of 2020. We built throughout the next few months, we started collecting the videos from people I know. Um, I got a pretty serious database of content providers around 350 to 400. So I went out to my favorite people. We are and lots, lots of promises, but a lot of people all of a sudden got very busy. And, and but we started building. And so Project Bytes, that's B-I-T-E-S and Project Bytes, all one word, .com, is a site that offers, as I keep saying, education, inspiration and those lovely PDUs And offering it in a format that is unique to the project management community, 20 minutes long each, never going to an hour, never going to four minutes. Let that happen. And there are others doing the one hour and the four minutes, you and me and other stuff. Mm -hmm. This is 20 minutes only. And we teach our speakers how to present in 20 minutes, how to pop for the first 20 seconds, how to promote for the last 30 seconds. We get them to we help them do the recording. We do all the we do all the post-production afterwards. but uh, pretty easy stuff. And I, as I say, if you've got a passion for our business, project management or project, the project business, and it's business analysis and project management and all that related stuff. But if you've got a passion and a voice and an interest in sharing that passion with others, then please call me because we are always looking for. People that can present. So we have 65, 68 speakers so far that have contributed anywhere between one and 10 bytes, we call them bytes. And we have, I believe, 140, or 130, 140 bytes up so far, videos up so far. So we're covering every category imaginable from agile to leadership to artificial intelligence in the project management business and on and on and on. And we have about 140 hours, excuse me, we have 40 hours mm-hmm. of content. Now all of our stuff um, qualifies for PDUs. We actually have a tracker that tracks all of our registered users, how many minutes they spend on every video, so they can use it as their PDU reporting tool. But it's not just for PDUs, as I say. Some of the stuff is—it's brilliant. It's brilliant because it's it's unique and it's different. It's that. It's that one hour of speech and condensed and not, I say, don't give me the hour condensed. Give me, if you really do have an hour that you want to share with us, give me three bytes and split it up. So right. keep it short and simple. But Project Bytes is a subscription service, um, $90 a person for a year. But I can tell you quite frankly, Joe, very few people are interested in 90 bucks a year in this thing. Hmm. what's happening is the licensing through our chapters is phenomenal. We now have just in 2 months 15 16 17 chapters signed up. Oh, that's great. That are now offering it at no cost to their members. We have our corporate licensing is starting to grow slowly. Corporates are hearing about it and saying, "Gee, how do I get this in front of my people?" And that's really exciting and it's nothing nowhere near even $45. I mean, let's come on down from there per person. And and it's um it's been a. This has been really fun, mostly because I'm. I'm learning. I'm. I'm meeting new people. I got a, a four o'clock today from a fellow I don't even know where he lives, and he's connected through someone else, and they link to my calendar. And I wake up and I say I got you know two little meetings today, and thirty minutes later I'm I'm gonna meet someone totally new this uh, this afternoon that is a potential speaker, and yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, so, that's good for good for me. and I am just keeping me alive, and good for. I believe good for our consumers, good for people that want to learn this way, good for corporates that want to offer unique training tool to their people, good for chapters of the PMI and, and, and uh, the um, APM as well, who have uh, who are looking for ways to enhance membership. The PMI's lost fifteen to twenty percent of their members this year, yeah, and they're looking for ways to keep the rest and or attract them back. What a better way of saying, okay, here's a ninety dollar product that we're going to give you at no cost just for rejoining our chapter. So. Not
0: bad. Yeah, we have to find different vehicles to be able to get messages to right, our, the practitioners out there in the industry. And Project Bytes is fantastic, right? And again, projectbytes.com and Bytes with an I. And you've been very gracious to us and our show. You're offering up a discount. As you mentioned, it was $90 for the annual subscription, but you're offering that for a just $20 for the year if they use discount code PMO Joe.
1: It's the truth. So you go to the site, you register for a year or 30 days or 60 days, whatever you want, and you will be given a, uh, well, I I guess it's the annual, the $70 discount from the annual uh, registration of $90. So $20 for a whole year, full access. And I promise you, how many am I gonna promise? I gotta promise you an average of three new videos a week is kind of what I'm averaging. But some days I spurt, and someone comes in with three, and I got four or five others. Continued growth and constant change because we're learning from our we're learning from our members uh, as to what they're looking for. Um, we're gonna go to a bit more of a Netflix style presence. So when people look, it's it's going to change a bit. It's been fun. Yeah. So I welcome any of your viewers, any of your listeners, even if this is a recording, I'm going to leave that open for the year. PMO Joe, uh, capital letters PMO and capital J under small case OE or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> just try it. So uh, come on in, join us. Love them to, uh, to take part.
0: That's fantastic. And I was out on the site today and uh, for those who haven't been out there, just go in and look at the different list of speakers, and forget the speakers, forget who the person is, look at the topic that they're presenting, right? And you'll be able to go through, and I guarantee you, some challenge that you're encountering in your position today, you'll be able to hear somebody talking about it, and it may not be the perfect answer for what you have, but it may inspire you to come up with the solution that you need again, this is why I do the show, to be able to talk to people like you, David, who are giving solutions out there for us in our industry and not having it be all about the certification, right? It's not about the test.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It's about learning from others and the experiences we have and the power of many exceeding the power of the individual, right? So Project Bytes is is fantastic in that space. and And certainly, again, thanks for the offer to all of Uh, our communities.
1: Joe, can I add that, by the way, any listener that has that voice and has that passion, please give me a shout. I'd love to hear from you. And I can tell you what's in it for them. We pay our speakers, Joe. We we have a contract with ourselves and all of our speakers that we're spinning off 20% of the revenue of the program of the site every year and delivering back to our speakers based on the number of minutes their videos were consumed. And that's all being tracked and behind the scenes. So um, this isn't charity uh there's you know i'm not promising a lot of money at the beginning but it's never no one says i'm in it for the money but we create a great avenue for promoting your brand if you're interested because our uh, our customer portal that that frame of you has everything about you and all your contact information and people will be able to see you actually hear an interview between you and me uh, the speakers and me and then see the bites if they wish so pretty exciting
0: Well, there's another one, right? You mentioned your your wife said, no more other than these two you have active. She she
1: doesn't know about this one
0: yet. All right. So it's top secret. Speak quietly. (laughs) What's Transition Bites?
1: What's this one? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Along the way. It was actually a lady that's with one of the PMI chapters. And she said, this is fabulous. We're in. Tell us what to do next. I was about to hang up and shit, but wait. Are you open to a new idea? But oh, wait, oh, there's, oh, more, oh. Right? <laughs> there's more, right? There's <laughs> more. She said, my husband and I have written two or three books on that military transitioning process. And we are gaggers about the industry and this product, not the project management product, but the, but the format you're offering would be fabulous for our industry. Great to give that 20-minute video to... Uh, to this huge community of people who are looking for quick solutions, quick ideas, inspiration, guidance, and then maybe even a kickoff into a a full, a longer solution, whether that solution would be uh, an an entrance into an industry for work, um, project management. I did a bite. Why would you select, why would you want to be a project manager? And it kind of explaining what our certification, what our business is all about. So we are building transition bites. It is live. There is a, Become a contributor button to it. Uh, this is a big industry, Joe. I, I'm a Canadian. My my uh, our military. Someone said David. Let's just be very carefully. The size <laughs> of the Canadian military is about the size of the National Guard of uh, of New York. Or, they said <laughs> Rhode Island, but that's too small. This you know. It's, as I understand, two hundred thousand a year are transitioning out of military, and there many are are looking. And they're struggling and or they're excited and they're looking for advice and exploring. And that's what Transition Bites is all about, from senior leadership coming out of the military to any level that's looking for work, um, counseling, advice, education, or anything else. Transition Bites, we're just starting to build right now. We're really, really excited. And this will not cost anybody. There will be no subscription. It will be free and open to everyone.
0: I, I love it, and I don't know if, if you are aware of this, but I had I have a nonprofit organization called VPMMA, the Veteran Project Manager Mentor Alliance. Oh, and we provide goodness. mentoring to transitioning service members and their spouses. To start careers in civilian project management, so oh I, I think we need to connect after the show and, 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 and see. I, and I thought uh,
1: it was just because of the PMO, Joe. Oh my no, God, it gets, right? It gets so better. It, it gets, gets better. Better, and better, and there's more.
0: <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, I think we've we've got a p- two platforms that look like they'd be beautiful to coexist. And and my co-founder, I'm, I'm just one of the co-founders. Doc Eric Wright uh, runs an organization called Bets to PM. Um, so he and I have partnered on this and, um, I, I think it'd be a great fit into a tool that we could collaborate on and maybe make some good headway on. So after the show wraps, everybody uh, tune back in a week, two weeks, a month, see, see where David and I go with this, but I think there's a good opportunity there.
1: Well, very exciting. And I can tell you that, um, uh, we, we... We've crossed paths already because Eric has been introduced to me, but it was only just yesterday when I was chatting with someone in the uh, on the team, and it was um, that's the PM. And so my my memory, but I will tell you that it was um, Kathy McLatt. Yes. McLatt.
0: Yep. Kathy. Kathy is and I awesome. met
1: two days ago. We met. Uh, sorry.
0: Yeah, Kathy is awesome. She's fantastic. She and
1: I met two days ago, and uh, as a potential speaker, and getting Eric involved. There's a small world for you, man.
0: Absolutely. And this is live on air, everybody. This was not re- <laughs> re- rehearsed. When uh, when I saw Transition Bites, I had no idea what that meant. I thought it was like transition out of COVID into, but so you know, that's a military <laughs> transition.
1: I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. It's so cool to be taking that, what we're learning from the project side and leveraging it to a whole new community to benefit them. And not about project management on that side a little bit, but you know, we're not going to teach people anything other than, you know, uh, we're going to help them understand what leadership is all about, what, what managing people, someone's already committed to a, a bite on, on the, the new, the new vocabulary outside of military. How you got to change that, the, the verbiage and, uh, oh yeah, there's so much we can do.
0: Yeah. Eric will be great for that. I'm sure he's got a couple of books out, uh, contributions about the transition, um, and, those were collaborative efforts, you know, 80, 90 different authors into the book talking about their transition and their experience. Um, and then again, as, as I mentioned in our mentoring program, we're working on interview skills, networking, you know, all the different things that a active duty service member hasn't really had to think about. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't have to network in the military. You're just told where to go, you know, show up on this day at that time. And this is your duty. This is your orders. Um, scary. when it's that goes scary. away you're like where where do i go on monday yeah how how yeah. do i how do i get a job how it, do i build a resume uh, i don't know how to do that
1: yeah yeah the first one actually the first first one that came in needs a bit of a rework but it's uh it's on the linkedin process and what what linkedin under the covers of linkedin so yeah I have, I'm
0: having a ball. Joe, having a ball. <laughs> and uh, my my oldest son, he just turned 18, graduates in about uh, three weeks. He's going, heading off to the Navy. So uh, at minimum five years, but maybe uh, you know a, a service career later, we'll be able to go back to transition bites, ten, fifteen down years down the road, and have him look at that as well.
1: I was around the day that was here. That's right. I, I met that guy that started that thing. Don't know where he is now, but I remember.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this has been a fantastic uh, discussion, David. And again, obviously, thanks for all your contributions, your ideas. I think the, you know, I use something with my leadership team on the PMO squad. We call it, the, it's the creative whack pack. It's a set of cards that help you be creative. And it's based off of a Greek uh, philosopher, Heraclitus. And some of his sayings in every Wednesday, we have a leadership meeting. And this past Wednesday, we pulled the car out of the deck and it's dig deeper. And it's saying, Mm. if you have one idea, you're going to have limited success. If you have several ideas, there's a better opportunity that there's a good one in there. (laughs) And I think what you've proven over time is that you've had several ideas and you've been fortunate, right, for our industry and yourself that many of them have been successful, but you didn't stick to just one, or you weren't a one trick pony. You came up with different ideas, different concepts, different communities, different vehicles for our industry to be able to benefit from, and and I think that's so important that we have people such as yourself out there leading the charge to do that.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you.
0: Well, we're we're wrapping up, and uh, I want to make sure that we give you an opportunity to to share with folks how they can get in touch with you, right? Whether it's Project Bytes, Transition Bytes, email, LinkedIn, whatever it may be, how can they reach out to you and and anything else that you want to share that maybe we haven't gotten to so far today?
1: Can we talk about my, this, the bridge school I want to open up? <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> no, we... no, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, thank you for the opportunity. I think this was a lots of fun. Joe, you're a, you're a, you're an artist. And it, it was, uh, it was great chatting with you and, uh, and a great contributor to our community as well. It's, it's been nice to to connect with you and I'm sure. As I think we both realize this is not just the, uh, the beginning. This is just the beginning, I should say. Um, folks, I love uh, the LinkedIn is me. Um, I, if, so long as you're in the project management space, and leadership space, I will say yes to the connection. And I post almost daily on LinkedIn. Interesting articles I see, things from Joe and others, and a little bit from myself. I'm also at davidbarrett.ca. That's Canada.ca. Uh, David Barrett is uh, all one word, of course. So that's me as as just me. I'm not as, not as enjoyable or in, as interesting as projectbytes.com. That's B-I-T-E-S or transitionbytes.com. Transitionbytes, give us a you know, please visit. And if you're interested in joining us, there's a membership thing that that doesn't cost. It's just who you are. We can keep in touch. Or if you're a contributor, let let us know. I'd love to hear from you. But it is new. That site is all of five days old. So you are catching us early. Wow. Uh, However, uh, we're going to start posting up a few of the sample videos that you can see to get a feel for what we are about to do or what you could do for us. So um, that's it. You know, my email address is David, or sorry, dbarrett at solutionsnetwork.com. But that's, forget that. You can you can click the contact us on any of the two sites and and connect with me. Love we'll to chat.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you, David, so much for joining us and, and all your contributions. And of course, thank you to all our listeners. Right? Without listeners, we don't have shows. We don't have forums. We don't have communities. And be sure to visit projectmanagementofficehours.com. You can catch all of our previous episodes and see who's coming up. We've got an amazing guest list coming up. Uh, Elena Hill, Danielle Torley, you had mentioned uh, TED Talks, right? Danielle Torley was one of the PMI TED speakers this year. Hamutal Weitz and Daniel Zitter will be joining us from Israel. Antonio Nieto Rodriguez, everybody knows, of course, he'll be joining us. Karsten Lay from Vietnam. Uh, so our world tour continues with an amazing lineup, and we look forward to hearing their story about the humanity and reality of project management and what we're doing out there. A reminder, of course, that these shows are recorded. We are live, but we do record them and release them as a podcast. So subscribe to Project Management Office Hours on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, et cetera. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, the PMO Squad and the PMO Leader. That's it for now. Office Hours are closed. Until next time, I'm PMO Joe, and you've been listening to Project Management Office Hours. Thanks for listening to another episode of Project Management Office Hours with PMO Joe. You're not alone in your project management journey. We're here to help you achieve your goals. Subscribe to Project Management Office Hours on your favorite podcast platform to catch all of our episodes and hear industry leaders share their story and secrets to success.